Shalom, shalom. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldoze of Faith, living life in the spirits. I hope you're blessed and encouraged today. And you've been enjoying our time each day in the scriptures as we're pressing in to see his kingdom come and his will done within our lives and that we can be aligned to do exploits for our Savior. Hallelujah. If you're just tuning in, welcome. We've got Arlene in Kentucky. Welcome. We've got B in Texas. We've got Russell in Liverpool. Cassandra, welcome. Good to see you. We've got Paula. Um, yeah, we've got Lola there as well. We've got Esther. Some of the feeds are not coming up here, but uh, I see you in there in the system. Welcome. Hope you're all doing great today. Um, man, I tell you, what a day. Look at the time already. You know, we're just getting started. It's three o'clock in the morning here in Israel. And man, we are just warming up. Hallelujah. I've been on a mission all day and just seeing the blessings of Yehovah in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the turmoil, as we work on the, the preparations for a, a lawsuit that we have in Jerusalem concerning our ministry center in the Canera. It's been going on for over two years as we're dealing with lion, thieving rattlesnakes. Anyway, let's just pray we see the victory in Yeshua's name. We had to do a 56-point response. Hallelujah. You, you know, you go over all this stuff and you, you think, man, I tell you, there's better things we can do with our time. But, you know, we are not going to stand back and let evil prevail. We are going to push back against the assignments of the enemy. And all those harassing spirits of the devil, we come against you in Yeshua's name and we proclaim the victory. So what are you going through today? How are you doing? Are we aligned with the scriptures? Um, you know, we're, we're on a, quite a focus here on this season of daily devotions, still in the midst of a pandemic, still lots of shutdowns happening, praying for all you guys in the UK with what's happening there with the shutdowns. You know, the numbers of corona and stuff is rising pretty high in the US. We've got turmoil with elections. Uh, we've got craziness here in the land of Israel. Are we about to enter into a war with Iran and Hezbollah? You know, these coming days will determine what is going to take place. You know, things are on a cutting edge. But all of the things that's going on in the natural realm, you know, they are not going to be the uh, the keys that determine how we live our life because we are going to have our life set in place in the Spirit. So it doesn't matter what you face, we are able to handle the elements. So our focus is one life, and we're talking about making it count. And uh, I was going to talk a bit on time tonight, but uh, as I was going through things, I just felt the importance of um, renew a steadfast spirit within me. And that's what we're going to talk about, because what we're trying to do is be aligned to be effective, that we recognize that we are on this earth, in this earth <coughs> this earthland body, <coughs> this dust, so that our spirit has legal right to be here, and we are here to bring change. You are born for such a time as this. The Father has a plan for you, and in this moment, this is your moment to function in accordance with the will of Yehovah to make a difference. So, we want to make our lives count. You know, we're talking about time, and what is it we know about time? It flies. It's not slowing down for anything. It's going to keep going. And uh, one of the statements I shared the other day, the bad news is that time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So what are you doing with your time? If you're the pilot of your time, how are you navigating and making the most of the time that Elohim has given you? We have got to make sure that our lives are aligned to be effective. So if you're going through the same things this year as you went through last year, if you see a, a, a repetitive pattern that's for the negative, 
then I want to encourage you that as you go over these teachings that we are, are these edifications and, you know, just as we're building blocks in Scripture, as, as, we're, as we're teaching from the Scripture, I want you to get hold of the Word and see it established within your life. I want you to be at a place where you make decisions. Um, so if you're in sin, if you're messing up, if if you know that your your the, the the events of your life are because of your bad behavior, then we want to be people of repentance that align ourselves with the scripture and agree with God quickly so that we can see healing and restoration. But we also recognize that there's many times we face hardship and persecution because of the events that's going on around us. It's nothing to do with you. It's nothing to do with your actions. How are you going to function in the midst of all of that? And what I love about reading the Psalms and looking at the life of David, we don't see someone who was perfect in all his ways, but we see someone who who recognized the sin, who recognized his failings. And what does God say? That he was one who had a heart after Elohim. His heart was after Elohim, yet he made so many mistakes. So I want to ask you a question. Where do you stand today? Where are you at? Because we just want to go through uh, some scriptures and just uh, wash in the word tonight and be encouraged. So, Father, I want to thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for the word. We thank you, Father, that your word is a lamp unto our feet. And, Father, we pray in Yeshua's name, that you will bring supernatural transformation over our lives, that you will renew a steadfast spirit within me, within us. So, Father, we commit this time to you. Father, we want to be emotionally, spiritually, <laughs> everywhere. We want to be connected to you. Create me a pure heart, O Yehovah, and renew a right spirit within me. Father, we worship you, and we just want to walk in the place of worship, knowing that it's more than music, but it's about being connected to you. It's about presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you, our spiritual act of worship. So we come before you, Father, and we give you permission to have your way. Green. And when he and Melody Green wrote the song, Create me a pure heart, O God, renew a steadfast, a, a, a right spirit within me. Don't cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. When I used to listen to that Keith Green song, I'm sure many of you have heard it in the past and know it. You know, it really impacted me, but I never really realized where the content of those words came from. What was the background to the psalm that David wrote in Psalm 51? You know, it was it's a prayer of repentance, uh, dealing with his sin with Bathsheba. And, uh, you know, I just want to just go through uh, this psalm. As a foundation, then we're just going to press forward. So if you're just joining with us, thanks for joining with us. If you're listening on podcast, welcome. And, uh, you know, Pete uh, sent me a note yesterday. How do I uh, get these words into audio? You know, so when you're running, well, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Speaker, we're on um, uh, Google Podcasts. We're on multiple channels all over the place. So um, if you prefer to listen by audio, um, what's good about the audio system, especially if you're on a mobile device, is it will play even if it's switched off uh, or the screen is switched off as well. So you can still hear the word whilst you're uh, doing other things as well. Hallelujah. So welcome. Uh, who have we got uh, tuning in? We've got... Um, Maria Brown, welcome. Good to see you in Canada. We've got Joshua also in Canada. Welcome, brother. Hope you're doing well. Um, we've got Pete in New York. Uh, good to see you, Pete. We've got Keith in the UK in Liverpool. Good to see you, brother. Hope you're doing well. We've got The Way joining with us. Shalom, shalom. Hope you're doing well. Hope you guys are doing great and still making some movies. 
and making a difference for the kingdom. Hallelujah. All right. Well, you know, like I said, as we're going through just weaving, you know, we're, we're working off the the backside of the carpet. You know, it's what's done behind the scenes that makes the beautiful uh, tapestry of the glory of Yahovah. We said a few days ago that our heart is the canvas that Yahovah is painting on. And, you know, he's not painting the picture of, look at you, Kenny Russell, you're awesome. Or, you know... He's painting the picture of himself so that we can be a reflection of the glory of a mighty God. There's nothing more joyous than people seeing the love of Yeshua oozing out of our lives. Because the love of Yeshua is going to bring deliverance. It's going to bring transformation. It's going to set the captives free. It's going to bring salvation. And when you see people break down and weeping and coming to Messiah and being delivered and their eyes are opening, the truth is being revealed. There's nothing more awesome than watching the hand of the Father move through your life. So what we want to do is we want to be proclaimers of truth. We want to have the truth within its order, within its context, so we understand the ways of the Spirit. We're called to walk in His ways. We're not called just to know His truth and to take His principles and just apply it to our life. Listen, you can take biblical principles, you can apply them to your life, and you can see fruit. But that's not what you're called to do. We are called to allow the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to operate through us. And, you know, we're not looking for 1 plus 2 equals 3. We're looking for multiplication. That's what we want to see. And when we allow the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit, to move within our lives, you're not just going to see a gradual adding. You're going to see multiplication upon our lives because His kingdom is being established on earth. So I'm reading from Psalm chapter 51, and uh, we're going to read from verse 1. Have mercy on me, O Elohim, according to your unfailing love. You know, what I love about this is we're just getting into this psalm. You know, isn't it amazing every time you see in the scriptures prayers, the prayers are delivered as a petition. You know, it's not just, well, if it be thy will, uh, you know, help me, God. No, 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 no. That's not what that's not how David's praying. He's saying, have mercy on me, O Elohim, according to your unfailing love. I know something about your love, and it is unfailing. So have mercy to me according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. You know, this is legal talk. This is David talking from a kingdom perspective that he understands where he needs to to be. What does he say? Verse 2, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. So he's not coming with pride. He's not coming. I've got authority because I know the word and I know how to function. No, he is setting, uh, he, he's setting the, the table in preparation for what? Repentance. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, only you, I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Against you. And here, David has sinned against others. It's not just against Yehovah, but as far as he's concerned... The sin that he has uh, 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 done is against God. And we've got to get that revelation and that understanding. When you are walking in sin, you're not, you may be uh, uh, transgressing against other people, but the reality is you are sinning against God, only you. Why? Because you're not going to find salvation or forgiveness 
in uh, in man you need to receive forgiveness from Yahovah against you only you have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are provo- uh, <laughs> so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge surely I was sinful at birth sinful from the time of my mother's uh, my mother conceived me Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. He goes all the way back and and recognizes, I have a sinful nature. And if I choose to walk in a sinful nature, not walk in the spirit, I'm going to pay the price and the consequences for my sinful behavior. And what's he saying? Verse 7, cleanse me with hyssop. And I will be cleansed. I love that when we talk about being cleansed with hyssop. You know, we see in Exodus chapter 12 when they take the hyssop and they put the blood on the doorposts of their houses. And what's that talking about? What does the hyssop represent? It represents testimony. Cleanse me with the hyssop and I will be clean. You dip the hyssop in the blood and you apply it to the doorposts of your life. Hallelujah. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart. This is where it comes in. So that whole foundation, as we come before the Father, you know, share with the Father who you are. If if you're not real with God, if you put yourself up above the forgiveness of Yehovah, you're on your own. You're not going to see the forgiveness of God. You're not going to see the transformation of the spirits within your life. Create in me a pure heart, O Elohim, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. What is it about being steadfast? It's about being secure. Renew a right spirit, a right... I'm, I'm not going to just be washed to and fro with everything that's happening, with everything that's going on around me, with the storms of life. I may be in the storm, but I'm not going to be uh, moved in the spirit. I'm going to be standing in the spirit in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit, from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will turn back to you. Hallelujah. David's saying, listen, you know, give me the testimony of deliverance, of salvation, of, <laughs> of forgiveness, and I'm going to teach transgressors your ways, because when you restore your joy to me of salvation, when you grant me um, a willing spirit, well, you know, when you restore the, the position of the Holy Spirit within my life, I've got a testimony and I've got the authority to deliver the truth of Yehovah to this generation. So what does the devil say to you when you're in the place of sin? He says, disqualified, you have no voice, you have no right, you can't proclaim the gospel of Yeshua HaMashiach. You can't proclaim the gospel of the Messiah because what? You're dirty. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. Restore to me the joy of salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressions, transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Why? Because of the testimony of a mighty God. Not because of you. That's why you can testify, because it's not about you. It's about the work of Yehovah in your life. Hallelujah, I am forgiven. I don't deserve salvation. I don't deserve to have the Holy Spirit, the guaranteed seal of of salvation in my life. But Yeshua, you paid the price. You were the perfect Lamb of Elohim. You paid the price 
so that I could be free. I will teach transgressors <laughs> transgressors your ways. Getting tongue-tied here. I love sharing the gospel with the not yet saved. I love sharing the truth. I love it when we see their eyes open up, when you see them becoming like a sponge to know more about who God is. I know that they're not getting excited about who I am, but they're getting excited about the very words that I'm speaking because they're words of life. They're words that have come from a Savior who has paid the price. Verse 14 of Psalm 51, if you're just joining, Save me from blood <coughs> from blood guilt, O Elohim, the Elohim who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. The blood guilt. I, I, I deserve death. I've done so many things that I deserve death. That's what David's saying. And he's, look, he's not just using words to flower things up. He broke the law. You know, he had Bathsheba, uh, you know, he committed adultery, effectively pretty much raped her against her will. He killed uh, her husband. He married her and then uh, she gave birth and the child died. And, you know, he knew that he was paying a price for his sin. But yet he's coming, recognizing his sin. And he's saying, Father, save me. Save me from blood guilt, O Elohim. I know what I deserve. I know that I deserve to die. I know that I have trespassed, uh, trespassed against you. But I'm, I'm asking you, God, for salvation. I'm asking you, God, for deliverance. The God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Verse 15, O Yehovah, Open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. See, it's about obedience. It's not about sacrifice. It's not about religiously dealing with sin. It's not about religiously dealing with the failings in your life. Now, here's something that's quite interesting. You know, why is it we didn't have the written law until Moses? You know, why in the Garden of Eden did Yehovah not give Adam a, a tablet of instructions? You know, because we are called to self-govern who we are. It, it was never God's intention that we had to have all these things written down. The only reason we have all the commandments uh, and all the instructions written down is because of our sin and disobedience. Thou shall not murder was written after murder took place so that we could identify that this is wrong. It had to be written because of the evil that's in the world. Thou shall not commit adultery because the children of Israel were walking in adulterous behavior. So the conditions, the ketubah of marriage, the Ten Commandments were given. They were put there in order and the, the house of Israel was already failing. They had other gods before them. They already failed in every point of the commandments, just like you. Before you came to Yeshua, you failed on every point of the commandments. And we had to come under the blood of Yeshua for redemption. But those commandments are put there. They're put there in writing so that we understand what the definition of sin is. But it doesn't mean that we live in a religious way. We don't act in a religious fashion. We're not just trying to act out what these words are so we feel good. Listen, people get comfort in religion just by going through the motions, but we need to be delivered. We need to be set free and we need to walk in relationship with a mighty God. So it's not about what is written. It's about what is written on the heart. And that's what I love about the new covenant. What's he going to do? He is going to write his commandments on our heart. You're not going to have to have things written, put out before you. They'll be in your heart so that you can govern the way that you walk and you can make righteous decisions for a mighty God. Hallelujah. Create in me a pure heart, O Elohim. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Why? So that I can make decisions 
in accordance with your will and your purpose. And then we can see the glory of Yehovah manifest within our lives. Hallelujah. So you do not delight in sacrifice that I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of Elohim are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O Elohim, you will not despise. The sacrifices of Elohim are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Lay it all down before him. You want to see victory. You want to see the prosperity of Yehovah. You want to get to the place where we've been looking at what? We've been looking at the roots of the faith. Are you coming back to the roots of the faith? But I want to ask you, it's time for us to to take up the fruits of the faith. That's where we've got to get to. We've got to get to that place where we are getting back to the fruit. Yes, we have the fruits of the Spirit, but we are called to produce um, fruit, you know, abundance of fruit, showing ourselves to be His disciples. So we want to get to that place where we are seeing that uh, the sacrifices of Elohim is a broken spirit. I'm not going to go the ways of the world. I'm not going to live a sinful life. I'm going to take the thoughts captive and make them subject to a mighty God. A broken and contrite heart. You know, this, this is this is how you break a horse in. You know, you get on the horse's back. It's all powerful. It says, you are not going to ride me. Then what's happening? You know, the, the horse trainer... He persists and he breaks the spirit of fear and he gets that horse to a place of submission so that he can put a saddle on that horse and get on top of that uh, powerful uh, animal and he can control it just with a bit within its mouth, a broken and contrite heart. That's how we've got to be broken to the sinful desires and the sinful way of life. Verse 18, in your good pleasure, make Zion prosper, build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Hallelujah. So what we see, which is interesting, we see that you don't delight in sacrifices or bring it. Why? What's he saying? If you deal with your sin in a religious fashion, and you're 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 you know you don't have a broken spirit and you're not dealing with the heart of the matter, if you're just dealing with it religiously, you you're not going to experience the joy of Yahovah. You're not going to walk in the joy of the Lord. You know you're not going to get into the alignment of what God wants to reveal to you. And what does he want to reveal to you? He wants to get you back on track for bringing his kingdom. And that's why David, in the midst of his repentance, in the midst of his brokenness, in the midst of his plea before a mighty God, he earns it. In your good pleasure, make Zion prosper. Why? Let's get back to the will of Yehovah. I want to get my heart right so I can be used of the king. And then when the sacrifices come, there'll be righteous sacrifices. They'll come from the righteousness of a mighty God. They're not going to be religious sacrifices. That's why the connection that you see many people speaking about today, you know, oh, bro- oh brother, just you wait, you know. You know, you're going to have to unite with Judaism. <laughs> no chance, no way. That's not what I see in the pages of my scriptures. We're not looking for this end-time collaboration with a third temple based on Judaism. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking to to walk in unity in accordance with Messiah. If you reject Messiah, I will have no covenant with you. I am not going to be yoked with Judaism. So I'm not going to be uh, supporting or building a third temple for sacrifice that comes from the basis of religion. I want to see righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you, then bulls will be offered on your altar. I want to see the order of the Spirit first. 
And that's the focus. So, you know, we listen to, you know, if you're sold out to modern day Zionism and you think it's biblical and and you think just the Jews coming back and end time uh, theology on the basis of modern day Christianity, if you take that approach, you're going to miss the plans of Yehovah and you will have to compromise the scripture to make the jigsaw pieces fit together because they don't fit naturally. You've got to compromise. You're going to have to take some scissors out and start cutting some things off, trying to make it all join together. God's plan is not for you to be united with religion. His plan is for you to walk in relationship. And how do we know that Judaism is a false religion? It denies the Messiah. And when they receive the Messiah, we're not going to walk in Talmud. We're going to walk in in the fullness of a relationship with Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeshua did not come to bring a new religion. He came to bring restoration to the truth. So the knowing of the truth would set us free. He came to bring alignment. So, you know, that's some key things that uh, I want to uh, put out there because, you know, it's not just about how your example um, matters to yourself and how you feel but the example of our life is not just about oh so and so what an awesome righteous person but what about so and so who fell in sin oh they're oh, we discard them we don't want to you know just throw them under the bus well let me ask a question if their heart is unto Yehovah if they have a heart of repentance, and yes, they've failed, why is it believers are the first ones to uh, to stone and, and to persecute other believers in their sin? Why can't we come around and bring restoration and help them be restored? Because we have a God of restoration. He wants to restore us. He wants to get us to the place where we walk in victory. Second uh, Timothy, let's just go to Second Timothy, the T's, get to the T's, Second Timothy chapter 2. Look, if you're tracking with us on an ongoing basis, you will see me continually repeat scriptures, continually uh, weave these scriptures back in. So, you know, we're, we're not just going through step by step different motions trying to get to a place of completeness of washing in the word. You know, there's one thing about having a shower and there's another thing about partaking and eating the word. And what we're doing in these sessions, we're eating the word. We're not showering. Showering is meditating and just going over the portions of scripture and just going through it and just washing in the word. But what we're seeking to do is to eat the word. Hallelujah. So in verse uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, it says, um, verse uh, 15, Do your best to present yourself to Elohim as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So, you know, it's quite amazing what we are seeing here you know, let, let's look at uh, the trustworthiness. Let's look at endurance and what we see in verse 11 of the same chapter. Here is a trustworthy saying, If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. And that's something we're going to come to in a second. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful. God's word will stand forever. God, through the Spirit, will stand forever. Keep remi uh, reminding, verse 14, them of these things. Warn them before Elohim against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. 
This is the problem with so many midrash when people sit around to go through Torah portions and, you know, <laughs> midrash, I call it the middle rash, the rash of the belly button. You know, when you're looking in at your own belly button trying to work things out, you know. And what do we end up with? We end up with so many quarrelings and so many differences of opinions. Get out and live this life. Get out and live the word. Live the word on your sleeve. Make it count and start building testimonies and seeing the manifestation of the glory of God in this generation, in your community, in your family, in the places where the Father sends you. And let's let's learn by example as we're going instead of sitting round trying to work the left hand uh, armpit of the fifty second armpit hair of the antichrist. These things are not important. What's important that we are uh, enduring to the end, that we are walking, that we recognize who the Messiah is, the price that He has paid. In verse sixteen, it says, "Avoid godless chatter." You know. Let's go back to 15 again. Do your best to present yourself to Elohim as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. And then it says, avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. It's not going to bring healing. It's going to bring division separation. You know, we have got to learn to be tolerant with other believers in Yeshua who might not believe like you believe. Sometimes you've just got to take a big deep breath and just be that lighthouse of example and shine for the truth and pray and intercede and love those who don't walk in the way that you walk. Because we've got uh, many things to give glory to God over in our lives. And guess what? You weren't where you are today before. You know, for you to learn something new, for you to learn to walk as you're walking today, you had to let go of something you truly believed to be truth. And you discovered that if you were going to embrace what the Holy Spirit has given you, you'd have to let go of what you once thought was truth. And that's okay. Don't be embarrassed about it. Because... Our God will open up our eyes so that we can see. We're called to be singly minded in these things. It says in verse 3 of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, Endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Yeshua the Messiah. No one serving a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. So we've got to get to the place where we are so in tune with the Word of God and living for God that we haven't got time for uh, uh, godless chatter and quarreling. Why? Because what's going to be birthed out of a whole bunch of teaching that's full of gangrene. And what, what, what's so dangerous about gangrene? <laughs> if, if your foot has gangrene, what do they do? Oh, let's wash that out. They cut your foot off because if gangrene starts spreading, it will literally kill you pretty fast if you don't amputate the area of the problem. So you don't want gangrene settling in. You don't want teaching from people that are full of godless chat chatter and more interested in uh, gossip than they are about the truth or more interested in trying to work out and prove what is right. Yes, we need to divide the Word of God. Yes, we do. But if you spend all your time trying to divide this, divide the Scriptures, but you're not applying the Word, then what are you going to end up with? You're going to end up, you know, you and the cat sitting by the fireplace on a cold night with no fruit. And we want to be fruitful. We want to see the fruits of the Spirit within our lives. We want to show and demonstrate that we are disciples of Yeshua by the fruit within our lives. You know, God has already set you up for success. He's already set you up for blessings. Hallelujah. Among them, uh, well, where are we at? Uh, 
Uh, right, okay, right. What I want to do is I want to go to um, Hebrews chapter 10. And I love this portion of Scripture. It's, I, I call it, uh, from verse 19 and forward, I call it the letters, all the different letters. Let us draw near to Elohim. Um, let us not give up meeting together. Let us consider how we may spur one another on. Let us hold unswervingly. Any more letters there? I think we've got five letters uh, in this little section. But just want to read this because, you know, what we're looking today uh, is we're looking at the importance of being steadfast. And in verse 23, it says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold, let us hold unswervingly. How do we get to that place where we are holding unswervingly because our heart is set we've got the shield of faith in place and we're not just going to get pushed around by the assignments of the enemy so in verse 22 let's just read it in context here uh, through to 25 let us draw near to Elohim with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. This is why we need not just baptism to take place at one moment in time. Oh, I was baptized 25 years ago. You've got to walk through the waters of the mikvah on an ongoing basis for purification, for repentance. You know, for the, 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 the mikvah of suffering, the mikvah of the Holy Spirit. There's five different types of mikvahs. That we need to get hold of mikvah of identification with Yeshua, Hallelujah. So having um, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, why? Because you will sin, you will fail. Every day we have shortcomings, but we want to keep short accounts before a mighty God, so that we can have our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as we see the day approaching. Let us consider how we may spur one another on. Listen, the journey that God has called you on is not just for you to get to a destination. The journey that the Father has called you on is for you to be part of the body of Messiah. We are the body. We are the temple of Elohim. And, you know, we have got to walk together. We have got to flow together. We need each other because there's nothing that God's given you that you can do in the natural. You can only do it, number one, by the Spirit and with the participation of others. That's how big God is within your life. His calling over your life is bigger than what you can accomplish. You are unqualified for the call, for the assignment of Yehovah that's on your life. We need each other. We need the encouragement so that we can flow together, that we can press on together. Anytime people are forced into isolation, it's the devil's plan to contain the gift, to stop the fragrance and knowledge of Yeshua spreading into the hearts of other people so that you can be effective. Why? One will send a thousand to flight up. Oh, you're on your own. Yes, you can have an effect. But one will send a thousand. But what will two do? Ten thousand. One, ten. Just by adding two. What would happen if we truly do come together corporately? And as we come together on these daily broadcasts, what are we seeking to do? We're seeking to come together corporately so that we can walk together. We can be actively involved in, in doing exploits before a mighty 
God. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For we are made partakers of Messiah if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. So we see the importance that we have to have confidence in who the Messiah is. Are you confident in your salvation today? Is your salvation, you know, tossed to and fro? You know, how many times are you trying to repent of your sins, trying to, oh man, God doesn't love me, maybe he doesn't care about me anymore, I don't know if I'm saved anymore, oh, I sinned, I don't know, how am I going to get through this? Listen, slow down and recognize that, you know, you took on that sinful nature in your mother's womb and we have got to renew our minds, we have got to overcome, hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua, for we, for we are made partakers of Messiah. You have got to partake of him if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Don't lose track of what Yeshua has done within your life. In 1 Corinthians, let's turn there, chapter 16. 1 Corinthians, chapter 16. And we're going to read verse 13. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. Do everything in love. Why, why did he keep having to make this declaration of the importance of doing everything in love? Because, you know, we're not in some competition against our brothers and sisters, you know, every day, right now. This is the season. Haley, Hannah, and I, we have lunch. We have lunch about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know how that works out, but that's when we have lunch, <laughs> instead of 12 o'clock. And after we have lunch, we play the high-speed Monopoly game of the cards. And, uh, you know, it, it's, the, it's the one who wins twice or best out of three, um, and the focus is this, who is uh, the champion of the day? And every day we have a new champion. Well, we've had so many champions and so many days doing it, even after we've <coughs> de declared who the champion is. I can't remember, am I the champion today or was it Haley? I can't remember. I forget because we're doing it every day. But, you know, what we're doing is we're competing against each other, but... We're enjoying the celebration of seeing the other person win. So when Haley wins, she's like, you know, come on, I want a little bit of praise here. I won. Are you going to praise me for winning or are you just going to go, oh, no, I want to win? So we celebrate the victory in each other when the other person wins. We're not offended. We're not upset. We're not broken because someone else wins. We celebrate the blessings of one another so how do we rejoice when someone is blessed and encouraged how do we support how do we allow the love of Yehovah to be manifest within our lives unto each other let us not become weary in doing good as it says in Galatians chapter 6 for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up we want to be steadfast in heart and mind. Let's not be people who give up. Let's be people who are calling out to God. Create in me a pure heart. Oh, God, renew a right spirit within me. Is that your cry today, that we are renewed, that we are refreshed? And the focus of this message is just to say, you know, are we steadfast? You know? Are you tossed about, you know? <laughs> when, I, when I was uh, doing the planning for uh, tonight and just praying over this, you know, I, I was reminded of the, the hare and the tortoise. You know, we all know the children's story about the hare and the tortoise. And uh, I just looked up, you know, just to, to make sure I, I proclaim it right on the uh, the understanding of the the lesson that we get from the story, and what is it? What is it we learn from the story of the hare and the tortoise? 
you know, we see that the hare is confident of winning, so it stops during the race, and he falls asleep. Why? He's so fast. The hare is so fast. He's racing the tortoise. No problem. I'm going to fall and have a sleep. I'll run up a bit, stop, fall, have a sleep. The tortoise, what does he do? He continues to move very slowly, but without stopping, and finally wins the race. So what do we learn from this? We learn uh, the the lesson from this story is that, um, uh, where is it? The story is that you can be more successful by doing things slowly and steadily than by acting quickly and carelessly. You know, it's speed that kills. Look what happens to so many Young people, when they get that fast sports car and they're too young and they don't have the maturity, you know, they just put the power on and that speed becomes careless behavior. When you've got the tortoise, he just keeps on going. And he's he might be moving slow, but he is moving steadily. He's not making mistakes. He's keeping on path. And that's why I get so upset when I see so many people trying to drive people with urgency. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Because what happens is you start shaping people into your agenda rather than having them walk in the agendas of Yehovah. So we're spurring one another on in our faith, in our walk. We're we're lifting each other up. We're helping people in the place of sin. We're not bringing judgment. We're bringing healing. We're bringing deliverance. And yes, there's a place for judgment. Yes, there's a place where you have to deal with things. But we will be known by the love we have for one another. And your mission of your life, the calling that God has placed over your life, cannot be accomplished on your own. We need others. We need to invest our lives in others. We are the body of Messiah. We're all in this together, and we've got to flow together. So let's be like the tortoise. We might be moving slowly, but we're moving steadily, and we're not making mistakes where the hare is going at high speed and is operating carelessly and loses out from the fruit that God wants to bring into our lives. So let's take account of how we walk. If you need to repent, if there's things that's going on within your life and you know that you've got to, you know, take a pause and say, Father, I need to get my heart right. I need my heart to be right. I need to be drawing near to you. I need to hold unswervingly to the hope. What is it that's causing me to be shaken in the midst of turmoil in the days in which we're living? I just want to declare spiritual order over your life right now. And if you're in the place of sin, I encourage you to pray like David prayed. Just go back and and just go over uh, that uh, psalm and just learn from Yehovah and take the principles that David shared and apply it to your life. You don't have to uh, sit on the rejection pile in the toy shop. When you can get painted up and you can regain your confidence and understand who you are because of God's promises, he has said, I will make a way, I will bring deliverance, I will bring healing into your life. If you're confident and you're walking in the Spirit, you're enjoying walking in the Spirit, and I just encourage you, let's be those who are steadfast. Uh, that are walking right. We're not just uh, getting uh, knocked to and fro uh, by the wind of other doctrines, but that we are experiencing the victory of Yehovah within our lives. This is time for us to see the manifestation of his kingdom. So just declare with me, because this is something we can declare on a daily basis. We see the sin of David when he declared it, but let's apply it to our life right now. Father, just say this, create in me a clean heart, O Elohim, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. We need refreshing and renewing on a daily basis. We don't need to wait until the weekend or Shabbat meeting or 
every day. Renew a right spirit within me. Create me a clean heart, O Elohim. Father, I want my ways to be your ways. I want my thoughts, or I want your thoughts to be my thoughts. I want to be in spiritual order to see your kingdom come and your will done. So we surrender to you right now because we are on a road. We are on a journey to see the fruitfulness of a mighty God within our lives. We're getting back to the fruit. We're getting back to applying the word of God to make a difference in this generation. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word today. I believe that, uh, you know, that's what we need to share today. And, you know, if you're if you're blessed and encouraged, don't just sit back and enjoy your testimony on your own armchair. Start looking at ways on how you can share your testimony of the goodness of God. I was lost in my transgression and now I am free. We've got so much to share. We've got so much that we can impart to others. And you need to rehearse those things. You need to sit down and think about how you share. So when opportunity arises, you're not fumbling your way through thinking about what you're going to say. But you can be steadfast in delivering truth and healing and the word to the brokenhearted. So start rehearsing the testimonies. Start looking at the hyssop and, you know, dip it in the blood of Yeshua. Apply it to the doorposts of your heart and recognize that you truly are forgiven. There may be consequences to your sin, but can you walk in forgiveness? That's what we're talking about today. So be encouraged. Let's find a way to share the truth. If you can't go visit people because of lockdowns, what can you send? Maybe you need to send someone a little message, a scripture, a little bit of testimony. Maybe you need to pick up the phone and share with a brother or a sister or someone who is in need. Someone who's sick, call them up and say, I want to pray for you. And pray in the name of Yeshua, minister the love of Yeshua to others. That's our calling. That's what we're here for. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you're blessed and encouraged. If you want to send an email of testimony at the header, you will see my email address on Facebook and also on YouTube. It's For those who are on podcast, it's kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry and you want to plant a seed into the works that we do, I encourage you, especially at this time, this is a very important time, to sow into the ministry because we are in the midst of battles here and this uh, coronavirus is not helping much. But anyway, we are pressing through to establish truth, to establish the work that we do here in the land of Israel. So I encourage you, support us. You can do that by clicking on the link or going to bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. So anyway, thanks for joining with us. It is a privilege and an honor to fellowship with you. I love and appreciate every one of you. And it's really great to see you. I see we've got Tony there in Texas. Good to see you. We've got Mary joining us as well. Um, We've got uh, Darda uh, there as well. Good to see you in Tennessee. Uh, We've got Yogi there as well. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Isaiah there. Good to see you, brother. Hope you're doing well. We've got Ken joining us as well. We've got Teddy as well from Delaware. Good to see you. We've got Jeff. Goodness me, man. Lots of people joining us tonight. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining with us. Take the message and, you know, let's spread our faith. If you've enjoyed the message, hit the thumbs up right now uh, as appreciation to Yehovah. And uh, if you're watching on um, YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and get uh, the links for, uh, was it, click the doorbell or however you do it so that uh, you get the alerts uh, when we go live. If you're on Facebook, if you connect on the Bulldozer Faith page, just go on the page and hit the like on uh, Bulldozer Faith. You can also post reviews if you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry. You can put reviews there because when people come to the site for the first time, they're always encouraged to see the testimonies and reviews on how 
people are blessed by what we do here at Build Those of Faith, what the Father is doing. Hallelujah. So these are just little pointers. Um, we were going to have our Zoom call this Sunday, but um, it's my wedding anniversary. And uh, I'm going camping with my wife. And uh, we're just going to go and have uh, a day and a half of just downtime where we invest in each other and just have fellowship with Yehovah together. So I've just made a decision today that we will not have a live broadcast uh, on Saturday and Sunday night. We'll do Friday night, but Saturday and Sunday night we won't. So I won't be back in time for us to do the Zoom call. Well, listen, if I get back in time for the Zoom call, we'll do the Zoom call if I'm back. If I'm not back, uh, we won't do the Zoom call and we'll start the following week. But we will be uh, going live probably Sunday night. So we'll maybe just miss one night. We'll see how it goes. I'm just trying to work it all out. Listen, it's living life by the Spirit. Let's take it step by step. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Uh, yeah, married 28 years on Shabbat. Hallelujah. I tell you what, what a blessing it is to have uh, a co-laborer for the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. All right, well, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. It's, it's difficult to leave. You just want to keep going and, and just enjoying the fellowship. Anyway, be blessed. Have a great day. Uh, whatever time zone you're in, may Yehovah richly bless you in all you say and all that you do. May the path before you be the path of the highway of Yehovah, where there is healing and deliverance, where no thief can come and steal, where no attack can happen, that you will walk in the highway of Yehovah and see the goodness of a mighty king. Hallelujah. Until next time, shalom, shalom.